What's up, guys? You know who it is. It's Rob, and this is Couch on Fire Podcast. How are you doing today? Pretty good? That's awesome. Um, I don't even know. You didn't, I didn't even give you guys enough, ch- enough chance to answer that question. <laughs> anyway, I've um, been out of the loop for a little bit. I was sick. Oh, I got sick like a dog. It was crazy. I'm starting to feel better, but, you know, it's... When you're in a family, when you have a family, it's just like it just seems like it. Ha- you you can see it happening right before your eyes, and you're like, no, no, don't get to me. So if I do cough during this podcast, it's probably because, um, you know, I'm just I'm just coughing. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been sick. My daughter was sick first, so that was the beginning of the train. Then I went to my wife. And it went to me. So, yeah. I was sick. It sucked. I missed like a day of work. I normally never try to miss a day of work. And I just started this job. But it was bad. It was real bad. Um, still have it, but not too bad. So, oh, look at here. Griffin is on right now. So I'm going to pull Griffin in on this podcast so I can have another person. Because I'm tired of talking about myself. It just seems so lonely. So lonely. So, uh, yeah, let's surprise him. He won't know I'm recording. So, hold on. Let's let's see what I can do. Here we go. Let's see. Start voice call. He's going he's gonna to say something very funny in country in the beginning. I just know it. I'm calling it now. I'm betting. Let's see what he says. Here he goes. <coughs> Bless you, bitch. <laughs> What's so, up? So... Um, we're live right now. Um, I actually, uh, I told everyone in the audience that you would say something crazy and very... Yeah, something, something fucking stupid. <laughs> in the beginning. To be expected, I... <laughs> boy. It's part of the charm. Anyway, no, I figured, uh, you know, I haven't recorded in a while because I've been sick like a dog. And mm-hmm. there's always been so much going on that I figured I'd get you on here and we can just kind of shoot the shit yeah, shoot the breeze for a little bit huh yeah you know uh just see how things are going in the world of griffin <laughs> um, well for starters i'm gonna hit you with something really philosophical right off the bat you oh, gonna be ready d- for this damn i just okay I, I'm, I'm already sitting put down your, yeah go put on your flu addled brain to work for a little bit <laughs> all right here we go so i've been reading all this shit man about all these movies that are based on a true story and stuff and i just went and saw um once upon a time in hollywood tarantino's new movie fucking amazing movie by the way one of the only ones in a long time i haven't regretted seeing in the theaters yeah but you know obviously it's based on a true story it's based on the the murder of sharon tate and like seven other people now Uh, before you say anything one spoiler alert for everyone out there hmm? so give them time Give them time. I, uh, Give them time. Look, okay, they're over with. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> some of these little fucking kids, they've never heard of the Manson murders, but for everybody else, you know, it's a... Well, I heard that the movie changed some things. From... A couple of things, yeah. Okay. There were some things that surprised me. Um, <coughs> even though, that being said, I deliberately went out of my way not to read, like, Helter Skelter or anything like that, just so I would go in as possible as it was to be blind. You know, yeah. on a true historical thing, but it really got me thinking. Even after it was done, I thought it was done very tastefully. I mean, as tastefully as Tarantino can do it, anyway. Um, but there's like there was this one film a whole bunch of years ago. It was like five, ten years ago. Uh, about this guy, he got basically got a bomb strapped to his neck. 
he was a delivery driver and they told him to go oh. in and rob a bank. I, know, I think you remember this, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I know I know that story very well. <laughs> it didn't end too well for him. No. Uh I think he died. And it was eventually made into a movie, but it was made into almost like a Harold and Kumar kind of like, you know, black comedy kind of thing. Uh see that that I didn't see, but I did there was a doc there was a great documentary on Netflix that covered this. And I hate watching documentaries about like real shit on on Netflix because it just makes me hate law enforcement so much because it, <laughs> it well cuz they they fuck up so much and it's not even and I understand we're all humans and we all mess up but it's like man they really mess up like, yeah, it's like don't, life and death here yeah and like some of the things like they just messed up on cuz they they're following the scavenger hunt and then you know like they just it was clearly that crazy chick and her boyfriend that did this whole thing but Mm-hmm. Here and there, there, but yeah. But basically, I have a two-prong question. Um, okay. The first is, do you feel that it's tasteful at all to make films that are based on true stories, especially true stories that ended in death or murder or just poorly? And two, if so, how long of kind of like a wait period is there to where it's not too soon, uh, essentially? I think the wait period should be over over a decade so 10 years i think i think there should you especially with tragedies like that really affect people i think it should be 10 years that's my opinion um i love them i think it's one of the it's a new thing and it's kind of funny we're not really doing an episode about horror but this is it's a new thing in horror to do thing like you know like basically do documentaries that are so good they're kind of movies or actually make mm-hmm. movies that are based off things that are real i think like we, big budget ran yeah space. yeah we um we talked about this before i mean i i actually i love it because not only does it it bring it's just like okay so you you saw once upon a time in hollywood right mm-hmm. it's it's mostly about charles manson isn't it about the killings more or less, yeah. Or a less. lot of the characters are like tertially involved in the, yeah, like with the Polanskis or in the movie business or with the Manson family or something like that. So, the thing about Charles Manson is, and I just recently um, learned a little bit more about him. I didn't read Helter Skelter. I didn't really know too much about him. I know he he actually has an album, maybe not an album, but a couple songs. He actually he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. He had he was friends with a lot of famous people. But I also found out that um, he was very racist, and he really wanted to uh, start a race war, which I didn't know. Like this is see when you grow up and you hear history, you go to school, they don't talk about this, and this is a big part of our history. But um, recently, my wife and I, we just actually this is one of the topics I wanted to bring up, so it's a good segue. Well, me, me and my wife, we watched uh, Mine Hunters season two on Netflix. Mm. And so Mindhunters is a show it's actually based off a book from a real person. He is a he is a profiler for the FBI. And basically what a profiler is, they just study people so they try to predict what's going to happen next in the world so they can stop the murders or whatever. So he was a he developed the serial killer like I I quote I quote it because that's, you know. So him and his partner actually came out with the name serial killer. And they would go to jails and interview dangerous killers, people that killed multiple different people. And in this season, you actually meet Charles Manson. So they finally get to sit down with Charles Manson. 
And it's just crazy because every person they sit down with is a killer, but Charles Manson never killed anyone. And I think a lot of people don't know that, but he never killed anyone. Mm. He can. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to get semantics in there, he didn't. He never like literally picked up a knife. Well, see, that's 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 what I'm talking about. He never physically killed anyone. Mentally, he 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 mentally, you know, convinced. He drugged up these teenagers that he found, took them to a camp in his, um, you know, out there in California. Basically, you know, if you just read or hear about some of the shit that he did to them, that not really torture them, but kind of be- make them believe that there's a cult, and then he forces them to make bu- like you know horrible decisions. And they, be- you know, they interviewed one of the guys that Charles Manson um convinced, and he was he was so sure he's like, yeah, you know, I just believe everything that Charlie said. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a very, very strong influence over those kids. He was almost like a messiah or prophet to them. Yeah. So it was pretty easy to, especially like in the height of the counterculture movement of that time, to paint all their targets as just like these rich, elitist, out-of-touch pigs that needed to die for the brave new world to come around. You know, I, I, I see where you're going. With that, where like he wasn't directly responsible for the murders. Well, do, but... you, do you think that's more deadly when someone who really physically doesn't kill anybody but convinces other people to do his dirty work? Or Absolutely, a hundred percent. I think psych- lot... I think psychological warfare is is even worse than physical warfare. Well, if nothing else, you're not limited by the physical limitations of the human yeah. body. Even the greatest serial killer, well, I say greatest, the worst serial killer of all time, he's limited. Like, he has to sleep, he's got to eat, he's got to catch people. Mm-hmm. He can only kill so many people in a day. Who do you but think? if he manages to get on, like, a radio, convince 15 people to do the same thing as he does, yeah. 15 people can kill a lot more people than one person. Who do, with, with that said, who do you think the, uh, the best serial killer is, in your eyes? Define best, like well, highest body count, like what? See, that's that's the that's the argument that I've had with a couple people that I've talked to about this. Like, if you consider body count, then there's so many there's so many out there that have been you know linked to killing multiple people. Because because now, if you think about it, nowadays there is no serial killer nowadays. You know what? You know what's going on nowadays? We have uh, like terrorist attacks. No, not or just. Not terrorist attacks. Uh, what is it called? Um, mass murders. Mass murders. So if you look at mass murders, yeah, those are serial killers in a way because they've killed multiple people. But the, for me, a serial killer is someone that strategically places a body a certain way and does everything – like has a routine, has some kind of thing that they do, and then they wait a week and do it again. Like it's not right, right after each other. So – well. If, if we completely ignore body count, if we yeah. just look at, like, I guess the, the evil, so to speak, I think a serial killer is worse. A mass murderer, you can snap. You know, you could be under the influence of something. You could be brainwashed. As soon as you start killing, it's almost impossible to stop. When you're, yeah. in, that, when you're in that just bloodlust, the red curtain comes down. I think it takes a wholly different type <laughs> of person, a wholly, like, a worse kind of human being to kill one person stop go dormant for months sometimes even years yeah and then pick it up again like that just uh, at the snap of a hat well like um i agree with you 100% i feel like with a serial killer 
your neighbor could be a serial killer. Well, and leading perfectly normal lives too. Like, what's his name? Um, Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, <laughs> good looking dude. Apparently, from what I'm told, you know everybody loved this guy to death. He, he want, was like he a pillar the, of his community. Yeah, he went to college. He became like a lawyer. Like, <laughs> like he was trying. Well, well, he he didn't become a lawyer. He was in school to be a lawyer. He was trying to practice. Um, well, I mean Ed Gein, look at him. You yeah, know, he, that dude looked kind of like a serial killer. He looked like a fucking weirdo, but. Apparently he was beloved by his community. You know, people would just go with him, no problems at all, just disappear. Yeah, you know, he went on down to Georgia. He was going to try and make something of himself, and they just bought that, just <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Uh, what's his name? Fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. I actually read a book about him. Oh, he's a, he's a weirdo. A little bit. <laughs> but when he would say something, you know, just give an excuse, nobody would blink an eye. They'd just say, okay, that makes sense, and then just keep on going. And he he got away with killing so many people just because he was believable in his excuses. Well, you know, um, hold on, I got a cough. I'm still battling this sickness. Mm. <coughs> um, so, talking about that, um, he, I wouldn't consider him a serial killer, but he did kill three people. But I just watched a documentary on Netflix. I'm telling you, I go down this Netflix uh, rabbit hole like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called The Unabomber. Um, and the guy playing the Unabomber plays Vision in uh, Marvel um, Avengers. So I forget his name. Oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. Um, nice guy, good actor. He So he played the Unabomber. But this guy, I mean, this guy, PhD, very intelligent. I mean, he's probably, he's probably ten times smarter than anyone in this world. And he just, you know, would just send bombs in the mail for years. Years. So... Mm-hmm. You know that's that's a that's a serial killer. But I would say this to answer my question. I know you kind of beat around the bush, um, <laughs> but my H H <laughs> um, Holmes. I know a lot. It's, it's not a popular name, um, but when I you know I used to listen to this podcast. It was the last podcast on the left, and they talk about like horror stuff and things like that. And they they talked about H H Holmes a little bit, but then I dived into it and did some research and. Man, this guy's fucked up. And this was like early 1920s, Chicago. But a lot of people think H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper. There's a theory about that. Because Jack the Ripper, as soon as he stopped killing in London, um, things started happening. You know, they guessed an age. Like, okay, well, Jack the Ripper had to be this height, this height, and he had to be like this. And H.H. Holmes was a pharmacist who had a farm, you know... He basically bought a building and turned it into a murder house. So it was a hotel. So when people stayed there, they would be they would just be slaughtered every day. <laughs> so he killed like hundreds of people. But it's the evil part of it is the fact that like he just lived his life downstairs in the pharmacy because he was a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and, and like people upstairs are getting, you know, I open the wrong door and I'm sliding down a slide. They based a hundred um, thousand corpse off H. H. Holmes kind of thing, and that's a Rob Zombie movie. Shout out Rob Zombie. Uh, I, I would say if if we're picking serial killers, um, who's your fave? As far as just like the most disturbing, fucked up sounding one, it would probably have to be Jeffrey Dahmer. I know it's not exactly a brave choice or anything like that, but it's the combination of a pedophile cannibal serial killer who got away with it for so long, despite there being so many red flags. Yeah. That was the that's the scariest thing to me. 
I mean, I mean there was well there was one time um, about halfway through his murder spree like he would kill three or four more people after this but these two women were walking and this 14 year old Filipino boy came running up to him in a panic he didn't speak any English he was drugged but he was naked like there was blood running down his thighs and stuff and he was obviously a child and they're trying to comfort him, call the police and stuff. And Jeffrey Dahmer comes over and he says, oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. This is just, this is my boyfriend here. You know, we just, we got into a bit of a lover's spat, you know, everything's okay. Everything's fine. And they're like, well, no, that's not how this works. This is clearly a fucking child and you're a yeah. grown ass man. And he's terrified of you. So they called the cops and stayed with him till the cops arrived. And Jeffrey Dahmer talked to the cops for like five minutes and the cops came over to him and said, all right, come on, boy, we're taking you home and took him back to Jeffrey Dahmer's place and was like joking with the dispatcher about, oh, a couple of queers got into a fight, you know, and stuff like that. And then as soon as the door closed and the cops were down the stairwell, he strangled the kid and boiled his skull and like left it in his kitchen fridge. Hmm. That, that kid could have survived. He was like a 14 year old little, I don't know if he was Filipino or he might've been like Pacific Islander or something like that, but. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's the scary shit. And he went on to kill three more people before he got caught. <laughs> It's like what you were just talking about, about how fucking useless cops can be sometimes. Well, uh, that just got dark. Um, a little bit. Yeah. It's just a tad. So, Spider-Man, right? Um, yes. I, <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Um, we're no, not... that, that would actually be a great uh, great little segue. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, okay, well, serial killers. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to can... like leave that for your... I know you have like a Disney-themed podcast. I know you might want to oh, save that yeah. for an episode so, of there. That's actually not my podcast. That's my uh, my buddy's podcast. So, um, mm -hmm. no, I mean I, we can talk about that. Um, I just want to finish. I know we were talking over text for a minute there, but oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead and finish up your, your murderer crazy. thing there. Well, I just want to, you know, I brought this up because like I've just been down this rabbit hole of like serial killers and watching detective stuff on Netflix, and it just makes me mad. Um, mm -hmm. It just it just it just infuriates me, and I, I try not to watch it, but it just it makes you, it makes you glad that the police are the way they are now, but it's like man, it was a tough road for them. <laughs> they made mistakes left and right. Making a murderer that's another show. Don't watch that because oh, no. you'll you'll definitely hate cops. You will because all that is so dumb. Like oh my god, even the OJ thing that I watched not that long ago just made me feel like they could have had OJ Simpson, but they just made mistakes like oh I accidentally stepped in the the blood. Whoops! <laughs> like not guilty. Like oh my god, you just you're so such fucking idiots. Ah, oh, anyway, all right. Well, enough with that. Yes, we can talk about the the elephant in the room. So as mm -hmm. of, as we're recording this, I'm actually gonna upload this probably today or maybe tomorrow morning. But it's eight twenty one, so it's August twenty first, two thousand nineteen. Um, some big news. Everybody's gonna be talking about it. I'm trying to get on get on the bandwagon or or whatever. Set the tone. But yes. Sony and Disney have pulled away from each other. So, long story short, Sony owns the rights for Spider-Man, um, Venom, you know, Spider-Man's whole universe. Kind of like Fox owned the rights for X-Men. So, so, you know, Disney bought Fox because they wanted everything, uh, but made a deal with Sony. And from my, what my understanding is, the original deal was um, if two things had to happen. One, um, Disney would not get any money from the box office. So whatever it made in the box office will go straight to Sony. But but Disney would have every any time um, Spider-Man was in a cameo in another movie, obviously that's their 
they can use them as cameos. They, Disney would make money off the toys, the merchandise, and comic books. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> clearly, Sony already had the better deal because they made a billion dollars. Um, the second thing was they have to make over a billion dollars for them to renegotiate. Because if they didn't make over a billion, they weren't going to um, renegotiate and they were going to back out of it. So from what I read, Sony actually they were on their they were right. They were like, okay. We told you they, if it made over a billion, we would renegotiate. So Disney, let's renegotiate. And Disney was just like, well, we pretty much made him for you better. We did something that you have never done before, which is you know a billion-dollar movie for, uh, for Sony. Because this is the highest-grossing movie in Sony's history. So Disney was like, how about we go 50-50? And Sony said, no. And Disney's like, well, we're not going to do this. So Sony's like, it's like, it's like watching this game. These two kids like go at it. And Sony's just like, nope. Well, fuck that. Um, we're gonna back out. And you thought, you know, you would think Marvel would be like, no, 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 no. Okay, Marvel's like, no, fine, whatever, go. Which makes me think. What I think I showed you is that I don't know if I told you this, but I really do think. Watch, watch Disney be like, how much would it be to to buy Sony? <laughs> like just to buy I mean, they do that enough as it is, man. They buy fucking everything, so <laughs> it would make a certain kind of sense. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you, What are your thoughts on the whole situation? So I I spent a lot of time yesterday just thinking about kind of the reasoning that both sides were using, because this was obviously a mutually beneficial relationship before. Yeah, I mean, Spider Man was the most like <laughs> after. Is it far enough past? Um, Endgame to not have to use a spoiler alert or what? Um, yeah, that's fine. It's already out on VHS. I mean VHS. Oh my god, uh-huh. it has aged me. It's already Shit, out. I'd, on... wa- I'd watch that if it was out on VHS. It'd be badass, man. <laughs> but okay, so if you ain't seen Endgame by now, go fuck yourself. Um, basically, Spider-Man's one of the most like face-heavy. I don't know what fucking word I'm trying to use here, but he's the most um. Like, the one you know immediately. Everybody knows who fucking Spider-Man is. Out of who's oh, yeah. left in oh, the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Like, somebody who's never watched a single Marvel movie can walk in on the big shot in Civil War, <coughs> you know, where they're all standing in line. He can say, oh, that's Spider-Man. Who oh, the yeah. hell are all these people? So that's true. Of the, new, of the new Avengers, he's the most, like, immediately just, like, I recognize that guy. Recognizable is probably the word I'm trying to use. Um, huge brand value for him. Even if Marvel was losing a little bit of money off of this, which I doubt it. I mean, every single Marvel movie ever has printed fucking gold for Disney and everybody. That's why they bought them. Um, I think it would have been in their best interest to maintain the rights to the Spider-Man character. Yeah. Or at least try and hold on to a little bit of it. Because right now they're in a very vulnerable place after Endgame. A lot of the old guard, so to speak, has left. Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Black Widow... And the ones who are left are noticeably different than what they were before. Like uh, Hawkeye, he's now this... What, what was his name? Ronan now? Ronan, He's this yeah. new guy. Uh, um, yeah. Hulk is... Like, he talks now and he wears people clothes. He's Professor Hulk, you know? And everything's different. They're in a very uncomfortable place where they're trying to kind of pick out what they're trying to do from now on. And they have this one character who's who hasn't changed at all, who's the same person, 
as they were when they started out. And they were supposed to use him as a benchmark to kick off this whole new crew. Like, they got Scarlet Witch now, they got Black Panther, they got arguably Captain Marvel. Um, they got the new Guardians team, which Thor is a completely different fucking character, and the Guardians are different. But they just let him go in the name of money, in the name of making absolute amounts of money. It makes a certain kind of cold-blooded sense, because Disney is very protective of their brands. Like, they're, they're the kind of person to sue somebody for putting a character in their free game that looks like Mickey Mouse, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so I can understand how having a character that your movie is built around not actually belong to you, it can be a little disconcerting. It's, it leaves them with no security, with no control, because if they end up starting, like, let's say a movie trilogy with Spider-Man in it, and Sony decides, well, that first movie of y'all has made y'all a lot of money, let's renegotiate the terms of our deal, or else we're going to pull the rights to Spider-Man then they have to play ball they have to pay up because it's like what are you going to stop the other two movies that you were making and just cut this off like yeah. in the flow no you're going to keep making those movies no matter what they cost because it's brand recognition it's time that you're out there in like on the screen it's award ceremonies well they don't it all comes back to money it makes sense i mean they don't want um at any time sony could just be like no or like you know you you don't want to build something around a character that you don't 100% own because say if you only own 40% of this character, the person that owns it majority can, at any time can say, no, I'm not going to let you use it. And you, you started building it. And that's what they, it, it kind of started already happening. But, I, you know, I can see, you know, it's just, as a fan, it sucks. They're still going to, so, so Sony came out and said they're still making two more Spider-Man movies. The next one is, you know, I, I just the problem is they can't use other Marvel characters. Now, right. now Sony owns a lot of characters. They own Craven the Hunter. They own a whole bunch of different characters that Spider Man could face. Um, so that's that's not the problem. The biggest problem is it's like they just they're building up. What Disney's been doing with Marvel is it's not just one movie. Every movie is a puzzle piece to this puzzle. And the puzzle, you know, with the whole the whole Infinity Saga, a big chunk of the corner is done, but the puzzle's still not complete. So you're telling me you're not gonna now? There's someone took away that puzzle piece, so you can't really. So what do you do now? What's what's gonna happen next? Do you think um, Sony they're just gonna play the waiting game? Sony's gonna come out with a Spider-Man movie and it's just gonna bomb, and then I well I think that might happen. <laughs> honestly, probably. I think just because every fan, every fan out there is going to be like, nope, I'm not going to see this because they know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, man, I don't, I don't give a shit about the, like what it's supposed to be, like the real Spider-Man <laughs> and stuff like that. I just want to see a good movie. Yeah. But the last Sony Spider-Man movie I saw was the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, and holy shit, that was bad. Yeah. The second one was even worse from what I've heard. I didn't even watch it. Emma Stone was the only salvageable part of the first movie, and that's just because she's hot. My Everything else is like God Almighty. My personal opinion is this is not over. Eventually, I, will, I would give them time. They're both going to be stubborn. But the producer of Spider-Man, who works for Sony, is really good friends with Kevin Feige. And she's on Team disney about this this situation because she just wants good films and it, she wants you know sony to still be 
I mean, 50% out of a billion, you're still making more than what, you know, your amazing Spider-Man movies made. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I don't know all the little details of the contract. I don't know. There could be some things there that I don't know about, but uh, I don't know. It's just Spider-Man. Build up Spider-Man. Let, let, let Disney have Spider-Man. Fuck it. But then just say, hey, okay, you can have Disney. I mean, you can have Spider-Man, but some of them are fully Sony movies like uh, Venom need to be like a cameo in one of your Marvel movies or, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. It's just... It's, it's, it's just a big mess, man. It is. It truly it is. It's a problem. And um, as much as I love Spider-Man and all that kind of shit, I'm kind of glad this is getting figured out now. Bef like, while we're still in the kind of quiet phase where there's not too much going on, it's in between Avengers movies, mm -hmm. and they said not, there's not going to be another one for a while. Um, and... They have time to figure out what they want to do, what's going down. There's honestly, right now, if they were going to completely get rid of Spider-Man, just like say, oh, oh, you know, he got, <coughs> there's a fucking plane crash and he got atomized and there's nothing left of him. He's fucking gone. You know, wow. now would be a good time to do it. Jesus. Most of the people he had a relationship with in the MCU are gone. Like Tony Stark, they're gone. Um it's the safest place while they're still trying to build up the new guard to finish getting rid of the old guard kind of cleaning house honestly if you look at phase four I don't want to get too much into it just because we do talk about it on other podcasts but if you look mm -hmm. at phase four all these movies that are coming out doesn't even need Spider-Man in them you know mm -hmm. you don't even need to mention Spider-Man in them I mean they all you know the internals Garden of the Alex 3 you know New Captain America Black, you know Black Widow all these movies you don't even really need them, so yeah, I don't know. That's just we'll we'll see how it unfolds with Disney. It always seems pretty interesting. So now I have an interesting question for you. I'm a Leo. Thanks for asking. I wear boxers. No, I prefer boxer briefs. A little bit better support that way. Yeah. Cup the boys, so to speak. See, I like them. I like them but, free, but it does sometimes stick to my leg, and it really does piss me off. That's the most satisfying feeling in the world when it peels away. Oh, you know, it's like peeling like the the plastic off those new electronics. You know what is a really good feeling? That's really weird. I well, love the weird thing is you got to wipe the blood away. See, no, 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 that's no, no. done. I really like the feeling. I don't know why this is a weird thing, and I never told anybody, but I really like the feeling of like in the back of your nose, like all the when you have like a when you're sick and your nose is stuff and it just drains back to the back of your throat. It's like a weird. <laughs> oh, it, like it gets really cold all of a sudden? Oh, yeah, and it just drips down down your throat. Oh, it's just it's lovely. I never really enjoyed that. I will say one very, very strange experience I had that was oddly enjoyable. I, um, I had this really, really bad ear infection one time. Oh, gosh. To the point where uh, my right ear almost entirely shut for about a week and a half. I was right on the verge of going to the hospital. Because I couldn't, I couldn't hear anything out of that ear. Like I couldn't stick a finger in that ear. It was swollen, almost completely shut. I feel like you have some like good old country boy like remedies. Like you put yeah. like a, you know, put a candle a bit on of it. Moonshine, a little like, moonshine. Yeah. Cup a little moonshine in there and just strike a match in there. Just burn it out. <laughs> or just pick up like a, just pick up like a raccoon or something. Just rub it on the ear really hard. Oh my gosh. Have it bite it so the rabies will fight the infection. Oh, there you go. But, That's a good one. 
Anyway, the last night it happened, I remember I was laying up in bed on my side, just like, Jesus Christ, this just sucks, man. Yeah. And I felt, it's almost like my head had rolled over a sheet of, uh, hell's that poppy stuff? It, like, pops. Bubble wrap, there you go. Almost said poppy wrap. But it's like my head rolled over a sheet of bubble wrap, and I felt my ear opening up again, and a little trickle of blood trickled out of my oh ear my and just went down on the pillow. But, dude, the feeling, it's almost like if you ever had a stuffed nose and it suddenly clears and you yeah. can smell again. Imagine that, but with an ear. Well. Like, all my hair stood up. My, I don't you know, want, I had I goosebumps. Don't, I don't want to burst your bubble. But when I was four years old, I had surgery on my ears. I had tubes put in my ears. And I had why? had something. Well, I, I don't know why. I just, my ear, my ear lobes were too big. I, I don't know. I don't know why you get tubes put in your ears. But I had a lot of ear infections. So they put these things in my ears, and they said in probably about 12 years, it would just randomly fall out. And I actually felt that. Oh, your ear? No, the tube in my ear. It was oh. like I was laying in bed, and then this weird thing, it felt like it just crawled out of me, and I lean up. Hmm. And I look at my pillow, and it's like a, a ball of earwax fell out of my ear. And I'm saying a ball. Hmm. I'm saying a quarter size. Imagine a quarter hmm. and being round. Like it literally came – that came out of my ear, and it was disgusting. But I could hear better ever since, so – I'm just imagining you going surfing or something and like you hit a really big wave and as you oh, land back yeah. down on the thing, you know, your fucking ear falls off down <laughs> into the surf. Maybe like a seal bites it or something. Why why do these podcasts always go on weird journeys? You know, I was be honest I, with you, you know, seals are cute and everything. I've always wanted to whoop a seal's ass though. Why? Why would you want to whoop a seal's ass? <laughs> Not to hurt it or anything. Hopefully I'd find like a masochist seal that's like really into that sort of thing. Have you ever felt a seal Ooh. before at like a petting zoo or something? Ooh, spank me. Spank me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's simultaneously it's like the skin is soft, but it's also kinda like firm and pliable and everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I always felt like if I could just if I could put a ball gag in a seal's mouth and just like chain it up to a wall and just beat the shit out of it. Oh my gosh. If it was if as long as it was having a good time, I don't want to hurt a seal. Oh that's but if it was having if it was enjoying itself, I think that'd be like Is that an otter? Is that a seal? <laughs> it's something. It's oh, something gosh. having a good time. Um okay. Well, I'm glad we were on that topic. <laughs> yeah. But what I was trying to get to before we started getting into this um yeah interesting expression of our humanity is so you know how netflix has kind of tried to undercut the theater and tv business by getting into a lot of original programming oh yeah there's a couple of one there's a couple of them coming out soon several of which i'm very excited for yeah. but are you seeing a potential in the future for them to do something like that with uh, superhero movies to make entirely original superheroes instead of relying on uh licensed comic book characters and do you think that would be successful? I there's so all right. So I'm not the hugest comic book reader. I know it's a shocker. I am a nerd. I do like comic book stuff, but I don't, I don't really sit down and read a lot of comic books. But there's a lot of like Dark Horse is a comic book. Um, there's a there's a lot of comic book publishers out there that are not under the umbrella of DC or Marvel. And I would like to see those get picked up by somebody like somebody like maybe see well I, i'm trying to name a company that disney doesn't own um <laughs> that's harder than wiping my own ass um like okay say if like uh say if sony was smart okay fine you can have spider-man give me 20 billion dollars you know disney would probably do it you can have all the rights to spider-man then sony would be smart and pick up like you know 
Imagine or there's so many other companies out there. You could do like Spawn. You could do I think Spawn's an independent one. There's so many like uh, different. Um, so Netflix actually did something like that, but they could do. I would like to see a bigger company do it. But Netflix picked up uh, the comic book for um, the Umbrella Company. That's right. I saw that. Yeah, and you know, there's other there's other ones too. I think the Watchmen is that that's not Marvel. The Watchmen I think it's just by itself. But well, I would love to see something like that. Well, like, like, I'd love to see Tarantino uh, do like a take on. You ever read the Punisher Max comic series? No, but I do know what it is. Oh, that shit's yeah. amazing, man. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So there is things out there that aren't owned by those two big companies that they should companies should pick it up. But the problem is a lot of those comics they're just not well known because they're more graphic novels, like The Walking Dead. Obviously, with its own thing, so AMC picked that up. HBO has the Watchmen series now, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, actually, it's probably out already. I haven't I haven't watched HBO in weeks. <laughs> no, it's not out yet. Okay. I've been keeping an eye out for it. Um, but there's like there's so many other different things. But the problem is their their stories are shorter, so they would have to find the writer that made those stories and work with them to say, hey, let's continue like uh like they did with The Walking Dead. Like let's continue doing it as much as we can. Keep it kind of the same, but also you know change it up a little bit. But that's a that's a good idea. I think you but know they could do that. The the specific question I'm asking here is characters that are not from comic books originally, a hundred percent original superhero yeah, characters. They should do that. I like that. Well, it's like it's, it's very... like create their own. Like like right. what, like what's his face did? Um, uh, James Gunn just created a horror movie called Bright. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that definitely was a fucking horror movie. <laughs> um, but 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 he technically was a superhero, but it was just the dark side of it. Or what was that movie Chronicles? Was that, is, that, is that kind of like superheroes, but they're just like what, with one of them so. going with one like a group of kids became super had these powers, but one of them just decided to go bad. I mean, these are cool stories. I think they should be brought to light. And honestly, Netflix is going to have to figure something out. They really are. I don't know. I think Netflix is the is the key one to do something like that. The reason why they haven't done it so far is basically because a lot of the popularity of super of superhero movies and all that sort of stuff is based on the popularity of the comics. The people who grew up reading the comics when they were kids, then they go and see the movies and they take the kids yeah. to see the movies. Because no kid these days is going to sit down and read an old-fashioned fucking comic book, but they'll go sit in a the theater and watch Spider-Man just like whoop somebody's ass. Well, um, here's a question for you. What if in the next six years, you know, Netflix just keeps doing what they're doing, making like original great movie content, have it in theaters, but also have it at home where you can watch it yourself, um, you know, and never do anything with comics. And then what happens if in a, in a couple years the fad of comics kind of die out? I think it's definitely going to. I think it's probably on the way out as we speak right now. I think it, the the whole thing of comic book superhero movies kind of peaked with Endgame. Yeah, it's one of the like it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time now. Uh, yeah. There's just no way that that growth can continue forever. Well, I think there will be a, always be a cult following, just like Star Wars. There will always be people that love Star Wars, and that's great. Star Wars is a great story, but eventually it has to end. The Skywalker saga has to end, and which which it is supposedly. We'll say supposedly. But, like, what's next? Do you give up a little bit and then try to, you know, because it is a big world. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Like, look at Lord of the Rings. It did so well, and but then they tried the Hobbit movies, and then they tried, you know, other things, and it just doesn't do as well as the Lord of the Rings. 
So eventually, I mean, this next phase is really going to make or break it. Now, I think one thing that's, you know, going for them is Disney Plus. See, you know, I always resort back to Disney. I try my best not to talk about them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what Netflix does. I mean, I'm always going to be a Netflix subscriber um, just because, like, there's really – there's only three shows that I watch on cable. Um, I enjoy other shows, but my three favorite shows on cable I watch – and soon I'll be able to just watch them online. So I don't even know why I, you know, why am I even having cable besides for my daughter? But then once Disney comes, she'll just watch Disney Plus. I mean, that's definitely fair. Uh, um, um, I would argue. <sighs> question now is we all know that superhero movies will eventually start to decline, but do you think it's going to be like a. A stagnation for a couple of years before it starts to go, or will it just drop all at once? Um, I like think... westerns; they didn't really stagnate, man. When they when they went out of popularity, they fucking nosedived. I I think it was stagnant. I I really do believe that the internals will be good. I I think what's gonna happen eventually, Marvel's gonna have a non good movie, just like uh the Disney, just like. Any other thing, like, you know, the prequel, some of the prequels, here or say, because I love the prequels for Star Wars, but the, eventually a good a good saga or a good journey, it's, it's not going to always be great. And they were lucky with all their movies that they made, besides the Incredible Hulk movie, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just has, you know, has done so well. So I don't know how people are going to take to the outer space. So we'll see. We will see. Um... I think uh, you asked me a lot of damn questions. You, you, yeah, you asked me one, bitch. Come on, yeah, I'm not asking you one. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change subjects real quick. Yeah. Something I wanted to talk about. You ready? Oh God. You ready? So I'm I got as ready as I'll ever be. So I got a new uh, soundboard mixer. Mm hmm Looks like a freaking like I'm in a studio right now, <laughs> like a real legit one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, so for the longest time, I've been wanting a soundboard mixer. Now, I've been told by many people, and I've had close friends, that a computer could do just as well, and software can do just as well. But I want to feel like I'm a legit podcaster, like I'm really doing something here. So I bought a two, um, and if someone does come over to my house, I can get hook up two microphones to it, and it just looks, you know, looks pretty badass. I put it up on the Instagram. Uh, you probably you probably saw it. I have foam on my door so it blocks out the sound. So it's getting there. Damn, what are you trying to be a professional or something? <laughs> well, it's fun. I've been doing this for a while, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, I have ups and downs, and it's just I just love this shit. Um, so anyway, so the soundboard mixer is right here. It's great. Got it. Plugged it in. Everything seems good. I just it just did not come with the cable to hook in to my computer. So now I got to go out and find a FireWire because it's like the firewire to a usb cable i can get it on amazon but i feel like amazon's taking over the world if it's not disney it's amazon <laughs> Look. all hail our new corporate overlords <laughs> so um i don't know but yeah man i can't wait for this to you know and then if you ever damn come down to the beach we're gonna be talking mm -hmm. we're gonna be doing some stuff well these days boy <laughs> um yeah and sorry we haven't did more of a uh, summer of horror it's still alive it's still good Summer is still full in effect. We live in the South, so summer's even longer. You yeah, know, shit, summer goes down to like fucking November. We'll yeah. be just fine. Um, it's just that uh, work schedules suck. You know, we both mm -hmm. uh, we're in two remote situations. I'm down at the beach. You're at you know in Charlotte. 
So mm-hmm. it's just a lot going on. But what? Uh, no, we'll get there, man. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, what else is uh going off going on in your world? Oh, I wanted to ask you this. Have so have you you've been on vacation, right? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> have, have you have you ever had a vacation where you left your house and gone to a destination? Uh, yes, a couple of times. Okay. Now, when you go there, okay, say if you're you're looking for, I feel so bad for the people that have been on vacation for the last like two to three weeks here in Myrtle Beach. It is piss poured rained here mm-hmm. at the beach for two weeks, basically. There'll be one great day, but it's hot as molasses, and then the next day it's it's just so. It's just so, you know, it's so miserable outside. It rains and these storms are just horrible. My mother, yeah, my brother and his wife actually went down to Myrtle Beach like a week and a half ago. And that's all they bitched about the entire time <laughs> was <some> fucking rain. <clears throat> yeah, my mother-in-law was in town last week and like it just rained. Like one day we went to the beach early in the morning and it was nice. It was good. The beach wasn't packed because school's slowly becoming a thing. And... um mm-hmm. But it's been raining. I mean, today was pretty, and it's been miserable. Like I don't, I don't even want to go outside. Like, I, I, I had this vision when I was younger, when I own a house, that I want to do yard work in my yard. I want to plant flowers. I want to do all these cool things. I, I won't even grill in the month of October, in the month of um, August, because it's so damn hot. <laughs> it's ridiculously hot. So I wanted to ask you. I said, I wanted to know if you ever went on vacation. You know, so hyped up, ready to go on vacation, and then the weather just destroys it for you. And it just does that put a funk on your vacation? Because I know every all my vacations have always been up to Baltimore, and that just puts a funk on itself. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, I've never, I've never had a vacation ruined by weather. Just it's it's the way that I vacation. Um, I've never really been to any super scenic places where it's like, oh, the view is going to be amazing, and the you know, I'm going to sit out there and tan in the sun. You know, I'm pale as fuck anyway, so that doesn't work. Um, I go to places to experience things. Okay. Like when I went up to uh, I went up to New York City for a couple of days, and I will never go back again. Fuck that place. But, <laughs> you know, it rained the whole fucking time, and it was rainy and miserable. And to me, that was the best part of it. I just lost myself down the streets looking for places to eat, looking for places to go, looking for places to get drugs and alcohol and all the great things of life and there's plenty of places to get that shit in new york yeah. but weather was never really a well you know a fascination of mine i don't know too much about new york but i do know this i've been to two there's two new yorks there's new york new york which is basically an island um so that's where probably you went that's the main thing new, when you think of new york you think of the empire state bill and you think of all this you know staten island well is that no mm-hmm. you don't think of staten island but you probably think of like you know Brooklyn, the Bronx, things like that, the boroughs mm-hmm. of New York. Right. So it's an island, and it's low, so it it gets shitty weather. I've been up there multiple times, and it's kind of shitty. But then there's New York, the the state, and that is a beautiful country. Like like I'm talking about, I, you need to go to New York, the state, because there's there's certain towns that are just like uh, Winston Salem. You know, there's certain towns that are just like uh, that's not a good uh, and now that's not a good. That's I was about good. to say, my, my family owns land about half an hour outside of Winston Salem. All right, all right. Fucking shithole. <laughs> there's a there's a good there's good towns like um I don't I don't know what's a fucking good town in um, North Carolina. <laughs> the one right across the border after you leave. Um, well you get you're trying to get what I'm saying. Like there's actually yeah. nice towns and stuff like that, and um so when people say they're from New York, you got to really, it's like the first 
oh man, man, you from the streets? You're from New York? No, ten to one when they say they're from New York, they're from like you know, from Albany or Albany, some place like, that. like uh, Buffalo, <laughs> or some places that like I or can't Rochester, Rochester. <laughs> yeah, fucking get over here. <laughs> That's where every person I met with a super like thick yokel fucking Yankee accent, and they're all from Rochester. Dude, I'll tell you. you you do not call it Rochester. It's Rochester. Everybody from, I would say, maybe in Maryland. Maryland is a little bit, but anybody from, like, we'll, we'll include Maryland. Anybody from Maryland and up on the East Coast, like, I've noticed their mentality. Like, my grandfather, his glass is always half empty. No one's positive. Like, everyone's miserable. Everyone thinks that everyone's out to get them or they're just always pissed off. Like, they're always pissed off. I've seen couples, like, fight each other over nothing just because... That's just they, that's just the way uh, you know like two people from Boston talk to each other like it's just you know that's just the way like you know I me and my grandfather will talk but now since I've lived in the South it's much different much slower pace everyone's just so kind there's this woman I work with there's a lot of a lot of people that I work with but there's this one woman I'm not gonna say her name but she's so nice and she's got a thick country accent she's like thank you sweetie you're so kind like it's just it's like that draw it's so nice. <laughs> I think you kind of hit the nail on the head as to why, like, the differences in yeah. our cultures is just because we're in a lot less of a rush. Like, everything is dog-eat-dog dog up north when I Whoa. when I was up there. It's like, you have to be there right fucking now, and if you don't get there right now, then three people are going to be there before you, and they're going to take your spot, and then you're fucked. You're going to be living under Whoa. a bridge. You're going to be starving to death. Somebody's going to eat your foot. I think it's a combination of lack – all right, so say if you're a business owner here – and then you're a business owner in New York. New York is so fast-paced because it's a small little building. Like if I own a small little bagel shop, right, mm -hmm. and I run out of dough, I got to hurry up and run down the street and get it. I got to fucking cut people off. I got to get this shit now because it's, that's it. Hey, it's for my fucking bagels. Get yeah, out of the way. Yeah, like and it, it's everything so fast because there's it's a it's a business too. So everyone only has like 15, 20 minutes. They can't really – they got to go, go, go. Down here – it's okay. So when I lived in Hawaii, there was something called beach time, and I never got it. But like everybody's late for work, dude. What do you? I'm on that beach time, where like they're just. It's like I gotta work at five. It's it's uh four fifty eight. I guess I'll leave. <laughs> like it's just one of those things where it's like everyone's so relaxed there, and it's kind of like that down here. There, now in Myrtle Beach, it's a little bit different. It's starting to get more populated from people from PA, New York, New Hampshire, things like that. New Jersey, a lot of folks from New Jersey. Um, it's just so so. It's starting to get a little bit more fast paced. People are cutting people off, honking horns. But it's a uh, but the but Charlotte and you know if you ever go to Charleston, it's a little bit different. I don't know. It's just very. It's much different. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I guess I, I would say, you know, if I'm if I'm not going to be like a cynical asshole, if we're talking about the like the utopia <coughs> of North Carolina, it would probably be Asheville. I've only been there a couple of times, but every time I've been there, it's like everybody in there is high as shit on something. I don't know what, but everybody's super laid back, super chill. Like if you if you need to get somewhere real quick, they'll just pull over <laughs> to the side and let you get in front of them. It's like, go on, man. I'm in no hurry. Go right ahead. So eventually, you know? eventually that would probably be everywhere once uh, marijuana gets uh, legalized. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> shit. I've always wanted. To, I've always had a secret little dream of opening of like opening a bakery. Yeah, always. But it's not really commercially viable. 
even if I was, if you, even if I had any business acumen at all, and if I had the money to open a bakery, and if the location was right, it's just it's not commercially viable in this town anymore. But I figure once weed gets legalized nationwide, I open a can of bakery, get all that sweet, sweet edible money. Well, be a bunch nice. of stoners walking in there. Because that's the thing. All the edibles I've ever had throughout my life, and I've had a fair few, they all taste like shit. Like, they get you high, but they taste like absolute dog shit. I want to try well, and change that. Things things have changed. There's a uh, YouTube channel that I check out, and they literally – they're a cooking YouTube channel, and they cook with nothing but cannabis. And they make some crazy things. Like, they just made some banana nut bread. And, mm. like, I mean, there's there's equipment now that infuses things faster, but it, it – balances out like uh back in the day you had to just it was like a hard method just to make butter for cannabis mm-hmm. and things like that um it's funny you say that i think we talked about it a long time ago like i think i you know i'm trying to remember i'm trying not to ever repeat myself um i'm trying good luck with that we <laughs> yeah, we talked about it a long time ago but i thought you know i saw some i, I know this people have done this before so I know I know they have done this before, but I love the idea of being a personal chef, but for but you also deliver, you know, weed to someone. So say if I you know say if legalized in South Carolina, I work at a dispensary, and someone's like, okay, well, I want to you know, I want to get a pound of this, or like I want to get an ounce of this, but I also want to hire the chef to come over and cook that infused into the um you know tacos it's taco night but i want to have like infused taco stuff so you would you would call the dispensary and then the dispensary would have a chef on hand that already makes edibles you know until someone orders them to go and then you would go to their house as a chef and you would make you know marijuana infused tacos and they would all have fun and and then you would give them the you know you know they would buy the weed because they're obviously you know buying the food and then if they want anything else you would upsell you would have stuff in your backpack, and then that would be it. So you're not only you're a personal chef, but you're also, you know, a delivery for them entrepreneur types. Yeah. So I don't know. This I I know it's I know it happens because I know it has to happen. There's just no doubt in my mind that this is not a this is not a real thing. But it'd be so cool. I would like to do that. That'd be fun. Now this sounds like the weirdest thing in the world, and it's probably going to be absolutely disgusting. But I've recently had something of a smoking kick. Oh, like smoking ribs and stuff like that. Okay. And I wonder, would it be possible oh. to just like stick some bud in there with the logs and stuff like that <laughs> with some like I some don't know. apple wood or something like that to like instead of mixing it in, usually it's like butter or something yeah. like that. You you infuse it in that way. What if you smoked meat using weed? Well, what if you used a whole plant? Imagine if like you harvest a plant. So say if boy, I ain't rich. Well, I so, get that kind of fucking cash. <laughs> the whole goddamn marijuana plant, sixteen thousand dollars to smoke one pork butt and a rack of ribs. That'd be the best damn pork butt of your life. <laughs> That'd you be can... one of those things. Like I've never been so high that I've. This apparently my brother. He got so high one time he had a panic attack. Yeah. And started screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> he doesn't remember what he saw, but he knew it wasn't good. I can imagine if you ever sat down and polished <laughs> off an entire rack of ribs that had been smoked with an entire bush full of bud, yeah, you would freak the fuck out. You know, I try not to talk about this because I don't know who listens, but I've been so honest. I try to be honest on this uh, podcast. 
Um, Can you imagine if you were so high your food started talking to you and screaming while you ate it? See, I had an, an incident like that in high school. I was in ninth. No, I was in yeah, ninth grade. I was hanging out with my. I'm still friends with him. Shout out, but I don't want to say his name. Um, but me and him were hanging out, and you know he we smoked before before class, and I was sitting in algebra. And I never forget to this day. I, I looked out of the window and there was a damn leprechaun, just staring out the window, just staring right at me. To this day, I swear it was a leprechaun. But yeah, so I kind of, I kind of probably just a homeless dude. But okay. <laughs> anyway, but okay. I, you know, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it. But that'd be pretty cool. So, dude, man, I think it'd be worse. Would it be worse if your food was screaming at you or groaning at you while you were eating it, oh my like moaning? God. And that's where we're going to end the podcast. Because, <laughs> like, no, honest to God. Like, if I'm sitting there just – like, I, I got a loaf of bread, you know, because I make good-ass bread, not going to lie. Yeah. And you crack – like, you rip it open. I, I love eating it, like, French style. We just rip big hunks off of it. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if you ripped into that thing and it just started moaning? I would still eat it. Uh, Dude. Fresh bread with with some good butter, real, I mean, I'm, real dude, butter. I, I, mm, yeah, I got I got some fancy ass cultured butter. Ugh. Like a quarter of a of a pound is like five dollars. Yeah, it's fucking insane, but it's so delicious. Yeah. I would be moaning right alongside that bread. I would be buck ass naked two o'clock in the morning eating oh bread gosh. and butter. This is and roommate had come downstairs and just stare for about a second and a half and I just start kind of circling the nipple a little bit and then hands up and walk away we're not going to talk about that in the morning and this is why I asked you to be on the podcast I always love when you're on this show Yeah, you yeah. just have great insight on some weird shit and that's why I love you because you never know where the fuck it's going to go <laughs> um, real quick before we end the podcast uh, I just thought this was pretty cool so at my new job, I have to wear polos, but I can wear any polos I want as long as they don't say anything offensive or, you know, I can wear a sports team or I can wear a Nike polo. So I went out and bought a whole bunch of blank polos. And then I'm I'm actually getting them stitched on in the corner like a little logo, like a polo logo, but it's going to be the couch mm-hmm. that's on fire for my for my podcast logo. Oh, so, so it's like advertising basically. Yep, every single day I work, so 40 to 45 hours a week that I work. Cause I love myself some overtime. I um, <laughs> I will. Yes, it's it's gonna be great. So I can't wait to get oh. that done. But the problem is, this week I'm working seven days. <laughs> it's it's not a bad idea. But yeah. You just gotta be careful, man. They, your customers like, oh, this guy seems like an upstanding fella. Yeah. He hops on the damn podcast, and it's you and me talking about just like masturbating while eating bread or something. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not gonna hide who I am. You know, I, I love, I love who I am. You know, I'm, you know, even though I've been doing this for a while, I'm still growing. I'm still learning things. I'm still making mistakes. I'm just trying to fix them, and that's what I'm gonna Hell be. Yeah, that's boy. what I'm working on. So, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And we will record. I am off Sunday. I don't know what you're working this weekend. I am closing Sunday. Oh, perfect. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, I already have my schedule for next week, so we'll we'll get together and we'll figure this out. Um, But, yes, thank you all for listening to the podcast, this show. Um, Thank you for liking and sharing. Go check us out on social media. And I love you guys. Any any last words? Um, 9-11.